Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. It's such a joy to share God's Word with you today. I'm really excited. I bring greetings uh, from my wife Daphne and my whole family, my children, four of them, uh, and the family at Watoto Church and Tere. And I'm excited specifically today because the word you're going to hear is actually going to transform your life. So let's pray together and get right into it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much because your word is powerful. I pray that even as I share it, you will take this word, plant it deep in the hearts of your children, and may their lives never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name I prayed. Amen and amen. Today, we're going to carry on sharing with you in our Someone series, Each One Rich One. We want to be able to inspire you, but also equip you to be able to share the good news of the gospel with someone in your community or in your family. You see, God has a heart for the lost. God desires that no one who is lost in their sin should perish. Therefore, He desires that people who are lost in their sin will be reconciled to him. John chapter 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And last week, we actually took a moment to talk about the message of the gospel. And the message of the gospel is that Jesus Christ came and died for your sins and my sins. Therefore, our sins were laid upon Jesus. The penalty of our sin was laid on Jesus and we have received forgiveness. But Jesus did not just die. He resurrected from the grave. He overcame death. That means you and I have hope. We have hope for eternal life. We have hope that we will live with God for ever. And that's what we talked about uh, last week. And today, I want to carry on in this sermon series, each one, rich one, and share with you the impact of the gospel. A gentleman, an evangelist called Canon J. John once said that the heart, of, the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. In other words, what he was trying to say, that at the heart of all the evil we see around us, Talk about fornication, talk about adultery, talk about abuse, talk about uh, human trafficking and all the, the pain that is going on all around us. At the heart of all these issues is the issue of the human heart. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9 says, The human heart is most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? You see, laws can be put in place but they can't solve the problem of the human heart. Education can affect how people think, positive thinking and motivation, economic changes and social development may all have an impact on the behavior or the outlook of a person, but it cannot change the brokenness and the waywardness of a man's heart. You can actually restrain a violent person. You could hold them back. You could put stringent measures or punishments in place. But even that will not change their heart. Listen to me, friends. Only the message of the gospel 
can sort out the deep issue of the human heart, which is really sin. Only the gospel can actually transform the heart of a human being. Why is that so? Because the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation for everyone who believes. Only the gospel, only the power of God can actually bring about a change in the heart of a human being. You see, lives are impacted and transformed when each one of us reaches someone and shares the gospel with them. And as I've mentioned, the message of the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation and also brings about a change in someone's heart. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 to 17, this is what it says. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. And just as it's written, the righteous will live by faith. Verse 16 clearly helps us understand what brings about the change in the heart of a man. It is the power of God at work when the gospel is shared and received that brings about a change in the heart of man. Listen, the power of God breaks the sin and the waywardness of a man's heart. It breaks the sin that is over a person and causes them to turn and live in right standing with God. When one believes, the power of God breaks that sin. The eyes of that person that were once blinded by sin are now open. They see, this, they see their state very clearly. They see how wrong, how filthy, how bad they are. And they also notice that God loves them so much that he sent Jesus to die for their sin. You see, the heart of man is always rebellious towards God. Since Adam sinned and sin came into the world, man's heart has always been rebellious and always turning away from God. It is hard and stony. But when the gospel is shared, the power of God takes a stony hard heart, makes it tender and responsive towards God. That's the impact of the gospel. Actually, Ezekiel uh, chapter 36 and verse 25 to 26, this is what it says. It says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. From that scripture, it's clear that it is God who will give us a new heart. First Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. When the gospel is shared and received by faith, the power of God transforms the heart of an individual. And it brings about a new heart and a new life. So I want to share with you, how does the gospel impact us? Number one, the gospel transforms the heart of a person from inside out. I've already talked about that. But let me just go back to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 to 17, where Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then the Gentile. You see, Paul is writing this message to the Romans. 
And Paul is not just sharing something that he heard about. Paul is sharing something that he experienced. Because this particular Paul, who was one who was a murderer, he was a persecutor of the Christians. He actually got authority to be able to kill anyone who carried on and torture anyone who said they were Christian who believed in Jesus. He believed it was his God-given assignment to snuff out this movement called Christianity. He actually hunted them down, got them in prison, and really oppressed anyone who believed in Jesus. Paul actually stood there on watch while Stephen the first martyr was stoned to death. Paul was an actual murderer and he believed that was his role to just kill Christians and snuff out this thing called Christianity. But something changed about Paul. We see that when you read verse 14 uh, to, to 18, you see that this same Paul now who had an encounter with Jesus because before Paul, uh, Paul was a murderer, but on his way to Damascus to be able to continue persecuting Christians, he encountered Jesus, whom the gospel is about. And when he encountered Jesus, he had a heart transformation. Something changed about Paul. And now he was eager to be able to preach and share this gospel with everyone. Paul did not care whether he was ridiculed. He didn't care whether he was persecuted. He didn't care whether people imprisoned him or beat him up. He was so, so transformed that he preached the gospel as you see him stating in Romans uh, chapter 1. He was eager to preach the gospel because something changed when the gospel impacted Paul's life. And I'm happy to let you know that something changes for you and I, when we're impacted by the gospel, the power of God brings about a change in our hearts. The thief will stop stealing. The immoral will turn away from their acts of immorality and live for God. Most of us uh, who are hearing uh, me share this message today, you, you know, we had the, the bad news coming for us because the state of life we were in before we were born again was not a good one. I personally want to uh, be able to share with you my story. I wasn't born, born again. As a matter of fact, I grew up in a family where there was witchcraft. And on top of that, no one ever showed me how to live a life as a, as a young man in, in straight life. And so I was wayward in my ways. I was wayward sexually. I remember uh, a couple of times uh, I, I messed up in my life. And when one day uh, someone came and they wanted us to donate blood, I actually declined because I thought I was, because of the mess I was in, I was HIV positive and I was going to lose my life. But guess what? God did not allow that to happen. I actually, God spared my life. And uh, I remember very, very clearly, one of those days my sister came to me and said, hey, Philip, let's go play volleyball at the church. And because I loved volleyball, I said, hey, let's go play. And when I got there, Turned out <laughs> there was no volleyball that day. There was actually a youth fellowship. And I was like, is this a trick? Is she trying to play me here? But either way, I went in and uh, sat down and listened to the message of the gospel. And something happened to me. I received the message of the gospel. God turned my life round. He transformed and changed my heart. So when people listen to the gospel, it impacts their lives and their hearts are transformed from the inside out. So let me encourage you, share the gospel openly. But also number two, 
The gospel transforms our lifestyle or our everyday life. The gospel impacts us and brings about that transformation in our everyday life. You see, the impact of the gospel is not only seen at the moment of salvation, but also in our everyday life. We are saved and we are continually being saved by the same gospel. Verse 17 from Romans chapter 1 uh, says, For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from the first to last, just as it's written, the righteous will live by faith. When a person receives, when a person believes and receives uh, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed to them. A right standing with God is revealed to them. They can now see that the way I have been living is not the right way. God requires me to live like this. He desires me, uh, for me to walk like this. You see all the filth and the dark acts someone once participated in are now something that they daily choose to walk away from. The righteousness of God can only be continually lived in by faith. And that is why it's clear it is a righteousness that will be received by faith. It cannot be worked up. So when someone is born again and they have received uh, Jesus in their heart, they cannot work at this uh, lifestyle change. It is by faith in the gospel. When they continually believe God's word and act on God's word, that the Holy Spirit brings about a lifestyle change in their lives. Many of you can actually bear witness that slowly but steadily, God transformed your lifestyle. He changed the way you used to live. Maybe you used to speak vulgar words. They used to just come out. Obscene words would just come out of your lips and it was okay. But as you encountered more of God through the gospel, he actually changed your tongue. You no longer use those words. Now you declare with your mouth words that are fruitful and help people uh, to be able to grow. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 to 9. This is what it says. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Paul is speaking to the Ephesians here, and he reminds them that it's by faith and not by works that their salvation is actually received and sustained. The same is for us. If we are going to see change in our daily lives, uh, we ought to have faith in the same gospel to see our lifestyles change. When I gave my life to Christ, uh, I was struggling with pornography because that's, that was my way of life before. Now I had given my life to Jesus and that lifestyle still carried on. I remember I was so tired of it and I, I, I just didn't want anything to do with it. And so I daily made contracts with God. I took a piece of paper and wrote down a contract with God and said, Lord, I am not going to do this uh, uh, again. And I would sign and, and, and put the contract there. You know, I was trying to be able to change in my own strength. And like many of you know, it did not work. I messed up over and over and over again. And until one day when I was listening to a preacher share a message, and he made this statement and he said, until you love Jesus more than your sinful habit, will there be a transformation in your life? I took to the word of God and recognized that God does not just want part of my heart. He wants me to love him with all of my heart, with all of my soul and with all of my strength. And when I did that, when I fixed my eyes on Jesus and continued to love him and do what he tells me to do, that 
changed about me. God completely delivered me and set me free. The gospel will bring about a lifestyle change and will break you away from sinful habits. So daily have faith and daily continue to feed on the gospel. Finally, the gospel transforms our communities and nations. When the gospel impacts people's lives, it brings about change in the community. It brings about change in the nation. Acts chapter 19 and verse 17 to 20. This is what it says. It says, when this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear. And the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. From this story, we see that Paul, who had earlier been impacted by the gospel, is in Ephesus sharing the good news of the gospel. And the message of the gospel starts to transform communities by transforming individual lives. The people who were bent onto sorcery gave up their sorcery. When you read in other portions of the book of Acts, the people who used to go to the temples of Artemis, the god of fertility, gave that up. They gave that up and believed in Jesus and turned around their lifestyle and turned around their way of life. And when that happened, it had an impact on the community. It had an impact on the people where they lived. We see uh, people believing in Jesus and giving up idols and walking away uh, from those temples where they worshipped uh, those idols. They had a new outlook on life and this had an impact on their community. Listen, when one person receives the gospel and it has an impact on them as God works and turns their heart round, their family is affected because they're now a believer. Something changes in their family because they now share the gospel. They now are changed and they would desire to see change in their family. And when the family receives the gospel and believes the gospel, something starts to change in that community because the people in that community starts to see things God's way. Therefore, the gospel has that potential to be able to impact a community. When someone who is corrupt and is in a highly placed office receives the gospel, they're able to, to, to be able to carry out policies that are just. If a person, uh, if a community that has been bent on on wrong acts, receives the gospel, something starts to change about that community. They start to want to live their life according to what God says. But also very interesting, I have an example to give to you. Uh, the Solomon's Island, uh, their way of life was cannibalism. They actually uh, used to uh, eat people. And uh, when, when the gospel was taken to the Solomon's Island and they received the gospel, people turned around from their way of life which was cannibalism because they realized the essence uh, of a human life and what God did for them on the cross of Calvary. They turned around from that lifestyle and became believers. They stopped being cannibals and the place started being safe for anyone who visits it. And uh, that's the impact of the gospel. I would love to also share this. 
uh, when, when Gary came to Uganda, God spoke to him about planting an English-speaking church downtown Kampala. But God didn't just send him to plant an English-speaking church downtown Kampala. He actually opened his eyes to the need in the community. Listen, when we have been impacted by the gospel, our hearts are open to the needs of the community. Our hearts and our eyes are no longer blinded to the, to the pains in the community, but they are open to the pains in the community. And we wanna do something about that. And I'm happy and excited to let you know that when God opened Gary's eyes about the plight of the orphan child in Uganda and the, and the vulnerable woman, hey, as a church, we started responding and rescuing orphaned children. And as I speak right now, over 3,000 lives have been impacted because someone who received the gospel stepped out in faith and started doing the work God was calling him to do in the community. That's the impact of the gospel. When we believe and receive the gospel, God opens up our hearts to see the need, to see the injustice in the community and do something about it. And when we do that, communities start to change. The nation starts to change. So what have I talked about the impact of, of the gospel as I conclude? First I said the gospel transforms the heart of a human being from inside out. Secondly, the gospel changes or transforms someone's lifestyle or their everyday life, but also the gospel helps us see transformation in our community because the people who are born again, who have received and been impacted by the gospel, the, uh, start to uh, see the need in the community and start to see uh, what God wants them to be a part of in bringing about a change in, in their community. And so, even as I conclude today, because the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation, I know that as you are listening to me, there is someone that is on your mind that needs to hear the gospel. I know that today, as you're listening to me, maybe you have heard me talk about the impact of the gospel in turning around a, a person's heart. And you know you're not born again. And you're listening to me and you're saying, Pastor Philip, I, I want to take a step of faith and open up my heart because something needs to change in my life. The gospel is the power of God that brings about salvation for everyone who believes. And you have that opportunity to believe and receive the gospel today. But just before I pray, for you who is a believer, who has already been impacted by the gospel and your life has been transformed, I want you to take a moment and write down one person's name, who you know needs to hear this good news. Just, just write their name down. Go ahead and pray for them, but don't stop at that. I want you to send them a text message if they have a, uh, a mobile phone. Send them a message or send them a WhatsApp message or an email, whatever you can do. Send them a message and tell them, hey, can we meet together next week? I would love to spend some time talking to you. Be very intentional about reaching the people and sharing the gospel with them. But also for you who is not born again, I would love to give you that opportunity today to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if that's you, would you please pray this prayer after me? Let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, today I open up my heart and receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and on that cross, 
you died for my sin. Today, I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me of all my sins. I confess with my mouth that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, hey, you just gave your life to Jesus. You just opened up your heart to Jesus and he is now your Lord and Savior. And we want to be able to help you to be able to grow in your walk with Jesus. So tell us about it. Write to us. Connect at watchatachurch.com. We want to know that you gave your life to Jesus so that we can walk with you and help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. But also if you want to talk to someone because maybe you're born again, but there is a habit there is a chain of things that are happening in your life and you're wondering how does this lifestyle change actually happen for me? Hey, write to us. There are some uh, numbers and email address that's coming up on your screen. Please write to us and tell us how uh, and, and we will be able to help you as well. Now, thank you very much uh, for all of us who have been watching and listening in. Hey, share the gospel openly and may the good Lord bless you. Have a wonderful day week. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey,